There are two energies you need to tap into if you want your manifestations to be intentional and easeful. You know, that's how we like to roll around here. Last week, we talked about getting into a state of positive expectation. That's the first energy. Today, we're talking about the second energy, detachment. This does not involve giving up or pretending you're not actually bothered if you sign that client or hit that money milestone or book that family trip. No. We're going to get into what detachment really means, how to tell if you've nailed that energy, and what to do if you notice you've become attached, like really attached. When you master these dual energies of manifestation, guess what, my love? You've activated your magic for real. So let's do it. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast. I'm your host, Corey Javid, money mindset expert, success coach, mother, tea drinker, energy obsessed, manifester, afternoon bath lover, and thought leader in financial empowerment for mums. I know that we get to be successful because we are mothers, not in spite of it. And so around here, we do things differently. I've torn up the business rule book and created a new paradigm for us. One in which we create results using energy instead of effort. I'm on a mission to help you ditch the old way of creating success. You know the one where you work hard, hustle, and sacrifice, ew, (laughs) and instead teach you how to increase your impact and income without increasing your hours and how to manifest your dreams. So if you're a mother who's ready to learn how to elevate your energy to start making bank and start living your limitless life, this is your podcast, my love, and I'm your new biz bestie. Join me as we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, Limitless Mothers. It's me, Corey Javid from CoreyJavid.com. How are you doing? I hope the sun is shining on you today. It's shining where I am and we haven't had that much of it and so it feels delightful. And we're back in the manifestation series. Oh yes, oh yay. And today we're going to be talking about that second energy. So last episode, I was talking about how you need two energies, these dual energies, you need them both in order to manifest with intention and ease and additional speed. And we talked about the first, which was positive expectation in last week's episode. And so we are talking about the second today, which is detachment, which is one of my favorite topics. Yay. But I just want to tell you about something that I've been doing lately because it's the simplest thing, not necessarily easy, but I've been absolutely loving it. I have been getting up a little bit early now. Before you kind of like want to poke my eyes out, I know that depending on the age of your children, getting up earlier than your child or children might not be on the cards for you. In fact, sidebar, I remember listening to Miracle Morning, the book, years ago and thinking, oh, this makes so much sense. Yes, I love this. I'm going to get up an hour before my daughter and have an hour to myself, you know, for personal development and I'm going to meditate and do all these things. And all that happened was that she just started waking up earlier and earlier with me. She just didn't matter how quietly I crept around or did anything she just instinctively knew and I just found myself getting irritated (laughs) every morning I was like well this isn't a really great or lovely energy to start my day with being irritated at my beautiful child (laughs) and so I stopped so only continue listening to this next note. Maybe skip on 30 seconds if, you've, if you're if you in that phase. Young kids who get up at unreasonable hours already. But I've been getting up before the rest of the fam. 
they're late sleepers. And I've been getting, just going straight outside, just straight outside, pull on some clothes maybe. I have gone out in my dressing gown, not going to lie. And just sitting there for sometimes two minutes, sometimes five minutes, sometimes 15 minutes, doesn't really matter. And just sitting, just being, just listening to the birds in the tree that we have in the garden of this rental house, which are actually quite lovely. And just gazing at the sky and getting that daylight and especially that early morning light. I geek out a little bit on quantum biology and circadian rhythm and stuff. It's my jam at the moment. I know, don't get me started. (laughs) And I've read just so much about huge benefits, health and well-being, mental well-being that you can get from specific frequencies of light. So light at or around sunrise has its own unique properties at different like color spectrums, different wavelengths, etc., and different impact on the body. And I've been sleeping better. I've been feeling calmer, more relaxed, like, and I've only been doing it for mm, a couple of weeks now. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. And I've also been some days, and I'll be honest, I don't remember every day, then taking my shoes and socks off and just put my feet on the grass because there's all sorts of science around grounding as well in that way. Anyway, that's what I've been doing, just in case that feels like a lovely little suggestion. It can be a really easy little energy boost in the morning and starting the day with intention, you know, some intentionality about doing something for you, something that is nourishing for you is fundamental to manifestation. You know, if you're just giving out all of the time, you're not going to have any of those good energetic juices flowing to direct at your manifestations, right? So, whether it's this or something else, or you could do this after the school run, you know, still getting daylight in the eyeballs, getting fresh air, just having a moment of stillness where we're not listening to something, doing something or whatever. Huge. It's a, it's a, it's a big deal. And yet like it's, it's simple, isn't it? But yeah, I know it's not always easy to make it happen. Anyway, that's what I've been up to. Um, amongst other things, but I won't give you a full lifetime update because like I said, I'm going to be bringing you something soon on that front. And actually just a kind of, a little pst in your ear. Keep an eye out. There's going to be an announcement at some point on my email list. Are you on my email list? If not, get on it. Send me a DM over on Instagram and I can just get you on it. It will either be on my email list and or here on the podcast, but I'm going to be going, pst, I'm going to be saying, hey, guess what? It's here. I've, I've done the thing. It's ready. And you're going to be so excited. Oh my God. I've been working on this for months. I cannot wait. I can't believe I've kept it secret. I feel like I've kept it secret. Maybe like, we already know you let it slip like six episodes back. <laughs> it could be, could be the case. Okay. Let's get into the second crucial manifestation energy. So like I said, in the last episode, we talked about positive expectation is one half of the dual energies that you need if you want to manifest with ease and speed and just less effort, less kind of mixed results, but the other is detachment. So we're talking about that today. Detachment, let's just get this out of the way, straight out the gates. It is not letting go of it entirely. It is not throwing your hands in the air and saying, fine, I don't care anyway, never mind, wasn't really that bothered about it. No, (laughs) that's not detachment. It's not letting go of it and deciding that you're not going to have it or can't have it. No, that's not what detachment is. But before we get into what detachment is, how to know if you're attached, which is of course the opposite and what we want to try to avoid if we can, and what to do if you find yourself attached to get into the detachment energy. First, I'd love to start by just asking you to, or inviting you to check in with 
something that you are gathering some energy behind momenting, (laughs) manifest, manifesting, that was going to be momentum around manifestation, something that you're looking to and desiring to bring into your reality that hasn't transpired yet. Just pick one thing. We all have loads of things all of the time. It's part of the human existence, but just pick one thing And then we can use that as we go through this episode, or you can check in with yourself and think to yourself, am I detached here? But first, before we even do that, check in with yourself on this particular thing. Could be a business result, could be a health thing you want to pursue, could be a relationship goal, whatever. Pick one thing just for the sake of tuning into these energies today. And first ask yourself, do I feel in positive expectation around this thing? Do I feel pretty confident that it's going to come to me? Do I feel pretty good? Like, yep, yep, I'm pretty sure this is going to be mine. Um, Like I've been teasing, I'm going to have an episode coming up on the scale of belief, which is actually really useful for checking in with that. That might be not next episode, episode after, it's coming. It's going to be a really useful episode, but you can just check in with, do you feel like you're in a state of positive expectation? If not, that's fine. Don't make yourself wrong. Just observe it, notice it, and then go back to that episode, all the tools and techniques that I taught you in that episode, and start working on fueling that positive energy. And then ask yourself, do I feel detached? Now, you might be like, well, you haven't defined detachment for me fully, so I don't know yet. <laughs> so here's the thing. Detachment is easier to describe by looking at what attachment is, but detachment is being okay without the thing. Now, it doesn't mean, like I said, it doesn't mean letting go of it and saying, well, it doesn't matter, I don't want it anyway. But it's saying, I desire this thing and I'm okay until it comes into my reality. I'm okay. It's not going to mean anything about me. It's not going to change who I am fundamentally. I'm, I'm okay. Like, I'm okay without the thing and I'm okay every day until the thing arrives. Now, we're not saying that it has to take a long time. So we're not creating any stories around it, but we're just checking in with it and saying, if it comes in the next one second, one minute, one day, one month, one year, I'm fine. (laughs) And if it didn't come in at all, how would I be? And I mean, how would I be at my core? If you think if it doesn't come in at all, that's the end of the world. If it doesn't come in at all, it means this, this, and this about me. Then there's some alarm bells ringing. (laughs) Detachment looks like, Um, And I can describe this actually because I'm practicing detachment with our home manifestation right now. So we have, as I'm recording this, a property that we very much desire to manifest as being ours. It is not yet in reality fully ours. And so I am, of course, in a state of positive expectation. I just feel like it is my home. And also detachment, meaning that if for some reason it doesn't become ours, yes, I will be disappointed. We're not denying ourselves a human response. That's not the point here, but I can be disappointed, but know that ultimately I'm fine. I can be disappointed and then the next day be like, well, I guess the universe has got something even more badass lined up for us. Cool. I wonder what that will be. So this is what detachment is. It's like, I'm looking forward to the thing. I'm anticipating the thing, but I'm not like, I need it and I have to have it now or else. And I'm not 
deciding in advance that, well, if it doesn't come in, then forget it. The dream is off. The thing's never happening. I suck or whatever we want to say. So detachment is being okay without the thing, whether that's today, whether that's while it's on its way to us or that whether that's whether it ultimately doesn't transpire because actually something else was more aligned for us that was around the corner. So how do you know if you've become attached? And well, let's talk about actually the problem with being attached first and foremost is if you are in a state of positive expectation, but you are also attached and you can have those two things, unfortunately they can coexist, you end up in a push-pull energy. And so in a push-pull energy, it is there's more time and more energy being wasted alternating between those two energies rather than just having all of your energy focused in a magnetic way so that it is just bringing your thing to you fast. So it slows down manifestation if you're attached. It tightens the kind of, what's the word, like the channels of energy. It like restricts the flow and it creates resistance. So it actually repels to a certain extent, depending on how attached you are, the thing that you want. So this is why attachment is something we want to be mindful of, something that we want to be aware of. If we notice it, we want to go, oh, cool, okay, I've become attached here. We don't want to make ourselves wrong for being attached because then we just add on an extra layer of resistance to the whole thing. But when we notice it, then we can go, oh, okay, so my work right now is getting into a state of detachment. And it gives us that clue and something to work on energetically so that we don't either just give up on the thing or we don't end up sort of just switching into hustle and grind mode to make it happen. Is this making sense? So the reason why it's so important, it's such important key, it's so crucial to manifesting is because when we are detached, we have a wide open flow. We are not creating resistance through attachment. So what does attachment look like and how do you know if you've got it? (laughs) Oh no, I've got the attachment, get it off me. (laughs) There's a couple of ways. I like to think of things visually. I'm just a visual learner and, and thinker. So I'd love you to consider it this way. This is something that I I find a useful, energetic, visual tool. When I've decided that I desire something, I see myself as tethered to it. So I see this kind of energetic cord, sparkly, of course, because why not? And for me, and I don't know where this came from, it's just something that came to me years ago and I've used it with several clients It comes out of basically my solar plexus, so your kind of core area, and it just attaches me to the thing. Now, this might be weird because you're like, wait a minute, you said you don't want to be attached, but bear with with me. It, It connects us. That's a better way of saying it. So it connects me to the thing I desire most. So I see it kind of like connecting me and I can see kind of, and I see it for, for me in my mind's eye now hey this is just my mind's eye you can paint whatever picture you like for yourself it's kind of in space because really when we think of manifestation and working with the law of attraction what we're working with is the field of potentiality meaning that everything is possible as a potential And everything exists as a potential possibility. And what we're doing with manifestation is energetically pulling it in from the field of possibility. So for me, that's kind of like a typical sort of space look. Now, it's not literally out in space, but that's just how it looks in my mind eye. Mind's eye, don't judge me. (laughs) So it's out there floating amongst the stars or in the ether and this kind of like sparkly galaxy type of swirly place. You know, it's, it's energetically 
there. It's not in my concrete feeling reality yet. And so there's this cord or tether connecting me to the thing. Now, if I just gave up on it, that looks like me snipping that cord, cutting it, and the thing just floats away from me. It's no longer coming to me, okay? So that's why we don't want to give up on something or tell ourselves like, no, never mind, not going to happen. So that's not what detachment is. But detachment is the difference between just trusting that by focusing my energy a little bit every day, and I say a little bit, it could be like 30 seconds of positive expectation. I'm literally just feeling that thing pull a little bit closer to me. Now, sometimes it might whoosh in, sometimes it's like coming in a little bit, doesn't really matter, we don't need to worry about that, but it's just magnetizing the thing to me, it's coming to me, the the cord, the tether is just shortening every minute, every hour, every day. And so I don't have my hands on the tether, it is just doing its thing and the thing is on its way to me. Whereas if I was attached, I would be yanking that cord and trying to manhandle it into me. Now, if you think of it floating out there, well, when I'm doing that, first of all, it's going to require some effort. I'm going to get knackered trying to like pull this thing in. And also it might like bump against some other things that are in the way or get tangled in some of my other manifestations or whatever. So for me, detachment is feeling connected because I have the positive expectation, the other side of the dual energies. So feeling very much connected to it, feeling like it's coming to me, but not feeling like I'm manhandling it and not constantly go checking the cord either and going, do I just need to check it's still there? Is it still there? Is it definitely coming? I don't know. Is it still coming? You know. So that for me is what healthy detachment feels like, that tethering. So how do you know if you've become attached though? You've become attached if you're getting really impatient. (laughs) Now, (laughs) I know, I know when we're ambitious or when we have something that we're manifesting that we feel really excited about, it's really easy for it to just tip into impatience. And there's kind of two flavors of impatience. So again, using the thing that we decided to pick at the top of this episode See if you feel like you're getting a little bit impatient with it. And if you are, see which end of this spectrum you're on. Are you in an impatient like, well, I'm just impatient because it's just going to be so fun for it to be here and I just want it to be here now because it's just going to be the best. That's not so serious and we can kind of just switch out of that and into anticipation, which is actually a much better energy. So like an excited anticipation isn't very far from that type of impatience, but there is a difference energetically to it because impatience is on the impatience scale, and we'll talk about what it really speaks to in just a second. When the other end of the impatience scale often comes from feeling like I just need it because this other thing feels bad until it's here, or I'm not going to feel like I believe in it until it actually arrives, or I need proof of this other thing, and so I need this first thing to show up, or, you know, like creating stories and feeling like if it doesn't come soon, then forget it, or if it doesn't come soon, insert bad thing here. That's the kind of impatience that we want to give a wide berth to because really what that speaks to is a lack of trust, a lack of trust in your own manifestation power, a lack of trust that things are working out for you, a lack of trust that it can be yours and actually speaks to the positive expectation piece being a little bit missing if we're impatient. So if you're anywhere on that scale, just notice and see if you can get towards the more, well, I just want to have it because it's just lovely to have and it's going to be fun and then bump it over into 
anticipation, which is a, a healthier, I say healthier, none of them are unhealthy, but you know what I mean? It's going to work towards your manifestation much better as an energy, that anticipation. So attachment looks like I just want it, I need, need it now. So that kind of like needy grippiness, that feeling of trying to kind of claw your way to it or grasp it or chase it any of those kind of energies, they're a bit icky. We can just know that instinctively, just listening to it. Those are forms of attachment. And just by the very nature of them, that grippiness, you're holding it too tightly and you're throttling the energy of the thing, which means that it's actually harder for it to come in. If you can just let it rest in your palm, rest, like hold it loosely, this is how we manifest much more easily. So impatience is a real red flag on the attachment side of things. Attachment also looks like stories. So a story about what happens if I don't get it. If I don't get the thing, if I don't make the thing happen, if I don't achieve the goal, if I don't hit the milestone by the end of the month, if, 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 then it means this bad thing. So it means I I can't achieve my overall goal. I hear this one (laughs) frequently with clients and I'll call them out on it, you know. Oh, I haven't yet hit this particular sub goal. And if I don't hit it by the end of the month, then I'm off and I'm just going to completely miss my goal for the quarter or that milestone or that thing that I'm working towards for the year. And I'm like, oh, oh, really? Really? Should we just look at that for a minute? (laughs) Does that have to be true? (laughs) And I know it's easy. You know, if you've built a plan and you're into planning and you love a plan and the plan isn't going exactly as you anticipated. It's really easy for attachment to come in. And attachment to a plan and attachment to a how is a real pitfall of manifestation. So I'm not saying don't have a plan, you know, particularly if we're talking about manifesting a business outcome here. Have a plan, but don't be attached to the plan. Be like, well, this is the plan. I feel really great about the plan. The plan feels really fun to me. That's important. Not the, something I should do. Be careful of the word should. <laughs> And I'm going to just enjoy showing up and executing the plan until such time that I'm given evidence that I need a different plan or it feels more aligned to do something differently or something comes up and it's a curveball. So that's a kind of healthy detachment from the plan, but being attached to the how. So this is the only way that this thing can come to me is a really great way of really slowing down manifestations. So an example of that would be, I've shared with you before, that for a really long time, I was attached to this idea that how we got a farm looked like saving buttloads of money, millions, in fact, literal millions, to buy in the area that we lived in. That was the only way. And so I was looking at, okay, well, how can I get the business to make exactly that much money that I've got, not just in profit, but, you know, net after tax, you know, because I'm taxed three times on everything I make. (laughs) And, you know, how can, I was getting all into the how and, you know, classic, classic attachment. And then that how didn't feel good. The plan didn't actually feel good anyway. And so it just kept this manifestation at arm's length. When I realized, oh, I've become attached to that how. I've told myself this is the only way that it can come in. And I don't even like this way that it is, that I'm saying it must come in. Well, I just let go of that. Just completely let go of it. He didn't have a new plan or a new way of it coming in. Then that same day, I was delivered, didn't come up with it by noodling it from my head and by making a spreadsheet just saying. (laughs) I was delivered 
the most beautiful way of achieving it and achieving it very soon. And here we are, you know, in the process of actually making that happen only a few short months later. Whereas previously I was like, well, it's going to take years. And so the universe was like, okay, it's going to take years because <laughs> we're always getting what we're expecting, right? So being attached can look like being very attached to the how. I'm not saying throw your plan away, unless you want to, in which case do. It's great to have a plan. Just don't tell yourself it's the only way and that following each of the steps will guarantee it. Just just be like, oh, this is what I'm doing whilst my energy is bringing it into me. <laughs> it's a better way of looking at it. So creating stories, being attached to a plan, impatience, these are some clear red flags that are that kind of point to being attached. And then also anything that is a story around, well, when I have it, then I will feel this, or then I will do this, or then I will be this. You might have heard me talk about this on the podcast before if you've been a longer term listener. That's not how the world works, unfortunately, <laughs> because our brain would love it to be that way. I say unfortunately, it's actually fortunate when you know how to do it the other way. <laughs> so what I mean is, it is not do, then have, and then be. So it is not do exercise, then have the body that I want, then be happy with my body. It doesn't work that way, does it? We all know that, I think. <laughs> And if you're still labor under, laboring under that false pretense, then just step away from the exercise plan for a minute. How it works is we need to be the kind of person who loves their body first, then we will do the kinds of things that are in alignment with being the sort of person who loves their body. And sometimes that might look like exercise and sometimes it might look like a nap and sometimes it might look like resting and just taking really excellent care of ourselves. And then we get to have the body that feels best to us, you know, or you know what I mean, the, the, whatever was the physical manifestation that we were going for there, if we still want it at that point, because maybe it doesn't matter anymore if we stop telling ourselves that story. So I've used body there, but we can do the same with money, you know? So when I have the money, then I will feel relaxed about money. And I know it's really, really easy because our brain really, really wants to believe that. And Yes, there is a certain truth to, you know, having a certain amount of money can create a feeling of abundance and easefulness and financial freedom, but not if you haven't cleaned up your lack mindset first. <laughs> I've come across plenty of people who have money and are still worried about money. So it doesn't, it just doesn't work that way. We need to be the thing first, be in the vibration of the thing first, feel the feelings first, then do the things with that energy, and then we get the outcome that we want. So I've used money there and body as, as examples, but works for anything with manifestation. So just be wary of that when then formula and flip it around so that you are starting with the being part. And so whatever it is that you think this particular manifestation is going to bring to you, so the essence of it is what I like to describe it as, think about how you can be embodying that energy right now, even before the thing has arrived. And that will actually allow you to show up and take any action that might be necessary in alignment with it and with an energy that is congruent with the thing. And also then we are easily practicing a state of detachment because we are already being the thing. We're not waiting for the thing to arrive in order to feel a certain way. That is a great way of being attached to like saying, oh, I'm not going to feel happy until, or I'm not going to know that my business is going to be successful until, or I'm not going to feel content until this happens, you know, like it's really easy for us to do that. And 
We're putting too much pressure then on the manifestation, which again, crimps off that flow. So this is what attachment looks like. And so detachment is the absence of these things quite simply. And detachment is feeling fine, feeling good, feeling abundant, feeling love, feeling joy, feeling pleasure, feeling whatever are the things that you think you've been putting off until the other side of that manifestation. Feeling them now, even if you can't experience them in the exact same way that the manifestation will bring, feeling them now, working on embodying them daily, then it's much easier to detach. So what to do if you notice that you are attached? So if I've been describing detachment today and you're like, damn it, yeah, I'm really attached, really attached (laughs) to do this manifestation. I've made all kinds of stories about it. I'm feeling really impatient. I don't fully trust. I've created some when, then things that are the wrong way around. What do you do? First of all, don't make yourself wrong. We're all humans. It's all part of the process. But just observe. Be like, oh, cool. I've noticed I'm attached. This is cool because now I have information I can work with to manifest with more ease. And so detaching looks like going through all of the points of attachment and seeing if you can dismantle them. So For example, if you're telling yourself a story that isn't very helpful, like, well, I'm not going to trust that my business is going to be successful until I've signed seven clients, you know, telling yourself a different story, looking at, okay, that's not really actually empowering me. It's not creating a sense of trust. It's like saying mistrust. It's saying like, I don't know if I can be successful and I need proof. And it doesn't actually feel good. Going to the manifestation instead and saying, okay, what story am I telling myself about how I'm going to feel when I have those seven clients, well, actually I'll feel more relaxed. Let's just pick that one to start. There will be a myriad of things, but pick something from the feeling that you're anticipating at the other side and say, okay, what would it look like to be relaxed right now on the way to filling those seven spaces? Well, I wouldn't, you know, turn up all sort of like a tight ball of nervous energy on my discovery calls. Okay, cool. That's a good place to start. I can practice that. Maybe the first one, you don't nail it. Fine. Keep going, you know? What story could be true instead? Well, actually, it would feel more empowering to believe that I'm just going to keep showing up until I have all seven of those clients in place, and then I'm going to keep showing up and sign the next seven clients. Well, okay, that's something I could just decide to do rather than sort of doubting myself. What if I just decide to show up until it happens? Like, you know, maybe I can switch around how I'm thinking about that manifestation. So those are just a couple of examples, but and ultimately there's going to be so much nuance depending on what it is you're manifesting and how the attachment is showing up. But the first thing is noticing the attachment and then asking yourself the question, how can I dismantle this? How can I let go of this? Where does it have its claws in me? Where can I really question it? Where can I kind of undermine that belief? What would be a belief that would support me differently? What energy am I in right now? Like how is it making me feel when I think about that manifestation versus how do I anticipate feeling on the other side of that manifestation? What can I be doing right now to actually shift my energy and shift my feelings in alignment with where I'm going rather than in this place of impatience or attachment or mistrust around the thing? Does this make sense? So It's actually really quite straightforward to do. Once you've noticed the attachment, then the cues and the clues will all be right there as to how you can become detached. And it is a practice, right? It is a practice. And some days we'll be nailing it. We'll be like, oh, I'm feeling very surrendered and detached here. And I'm just very excited. I'm confident that it's coming to me. And then maybe one morning you wake up and you're like, oh God, 
but but what if it doesn't come in? And that's okay too. And then it's just noting it like, oh, interesting. Look where my brain went. You know, I've talked about this so many times that when we can put a little bit of a degree of separation between us and our thoughts, particularly when they are fear-based thoughts, this is when we really start winning. Because this is when the fear doesn't have control over us. It doesn't start dictating the path that we take. It's not we're going to ever think totally cleanly and be in a dual state of energy all the time. No, it's just giving us something to work with, to observe, to tune into, to course correct, to cultivate. And it will become more and more easeful because when you've experienced detachment around something and then you witness how easily that manifestation flows to you, then you're like, oh, okay. So then the next time you're actually more attached to something, you can be like, oh, I remember what that felt like. Okay, let me see if I can get more in that state of alignment instead. So I have absolutely loved talking about detachment. I feel like I could just do a whole series on detachment because there's so many nuances. But later in the manifestation season that we have going on here, um, I'm going to be talking about manifesting some specific things. And then we will go through some of these in more detail. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that's giving you some places to look, you know, are you in a state of positive expectation and are you practicing detachment? Those two energies, you don't literally need to know anything else about manifestation and you get to manifest with so much magic (laughs) that it will blow your socks off. So um, don't underestimate the power of these two energies in tandem. They literally create worlds. Yes, that potent. Next week, I'm going to be talking about, well, what what do you do while you're waiting then for your manifestation? So if you're like, I've got myself into a state of positive expectation and I'm working on staying detached, then what? What do you actually do? Do you sit around drumming your fingers, do a little tum-ti-tum kind of to yourself? What do you do? No, what you do in the space between where you are now and the thing pinging into your reality is literally the whole point. It is the game. It is the kind of point of life, actually, in my opinion. So we're going to be talking about occupying the space between in the next episode. And it would be remiss of me not to let you know that I am pretty convinced by (laughs) the demand that I've been hearing from you ladies that I should be putting together a new cohort of the Elevated Abundance Mastermind. So this is for you if you are anywhere between being pretty newer to business or being in the game for a while. It's not about how long you've been in business. It's about where you want to get to. So if you're anywhere on that sort of 1K a month to you know, five plus, and you're looking to make 10K months in your business, I know that's really not it. And it's not the whole thing. But I also know that it's important, right? Let's just not pretend that it's not money is useful. Money's amazing. It unlocks lots of doors. It creates lots of experiences for us. You get to have it, my love. So even though it's not all about the money, it's also about the money. (laughs) So if you want your business to be making more money, consistently, sustainably, and in a way that lights you up, in a way that lets you live your life at the same time in the way that you want to be living your life. You know this is my jam. I am not interested in just getting you to 10k months or beyond. I want you to get to whichever k months you want in the way that feels dreamy to you. That's why I'm here. So if that sounds good, come and join your new group of badass biz besties inside the Elevated Abundance Mastermind. 
head over to corriejavid.com forward slash elevate and you can click on one of the buttons and book a chat with me. This is a very informal, because you know that's me, <laughs> chat. You can, I will ask you some questions about, you know, your business and what makes you tick and what you really want to create. You can ask me any questions that you have about the mastermind and what it's like to be in there. And if we both agree that it's a good fit, then we can talk about next steps. So I will most likely be persuaded also to create some kind of early bird offer because I know from experience that the women who sign up significantly early for a forthcoming space in a mastermind always have really just created such interesting shifts and transformations and leaps and hit milestones before they even start. So I am happy to financially incentivize that for you, that you get that momentum going even quicker. So if that sounds good to you, head over to corriejavid.com forward slash elevate. I don't know that I'll be opening up any other spaces this year other than the couple, literally couple of spaces that we might have there in September. So head over there, don't delay. And if you're like, I don't know, I don't know if it's the right fit, I don't know if it's the right time, better to just book a call, we can have a chat and I will help you figure out what is right for you. So that's corriejavid.com forward slash elevate. And don't forget, you get to manifest the shit out of anything you want, my love, because you're limitless. (laughs) Bye for now. my love do we talk every tuesday if not we totally should you see each tuesday i send out a message exclusively to my besties on my email list these are pep talks hits of inspiration behind the scene peaks lessons i've learned in life business and motherhood and notes from the heart and if i say so myself (laughs) these are some gold you don't want to be missing out on head over to corriejavid.com forward slash tuesday and sign up to receive my weekly notes plus you'll be gifted my morning mindset routine designed to help you slay your day and your goals because i believe even as mothers we can have a morning mindset routine that works for us. That's corriejavid.com forward slash Tuesday.